Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where two friends who like to feel like they... Who like having, like, intellectual-sounding conversations so that they feel clever because that's where some of their, like, worth, self-worth comes from. Yeah. Um, pretty much that. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we're going to talk about practising what we preach. Like, we talk a lot of game. We could talk a big game on this oh, podcast. Oh, a very good game. About climate change, about inequality, about taxes, all those different things. Kindness. Kindness, patience, uh, respect, all these things we've talked about. But how much do we really, how much do we actually follow through on that when we're tested, when the rubber hits the road, when actually we're faced with an annoying person? <laughs> we've got to try and be kind. When we're faced with a tempting, cheaper, tempting efficiency that perhaps has a bit more of a climate footprint, a carbon footprint. Like, what are the tests that we face in this world that make us... How do we avoid being hypocrites? Oh, yeah, that's what we should have to avoid, being a hypocrite. Not being a hypocrite. So, any mm. thoughts on the... Any headlines? Because I thought that was a good one, the, the actually being nice to people. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard to do in real life. Not And not feel really angry inside when people are being really annoying. Um, what do you like to preach? I, what, do, what do I like to preach? Gosh. Um, I think it's easier to not be a hypocrite uh, in a when there's a good infrastructure around you. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, good travel infrastructure, recycling infrastructure, um, alternative energy suppliers, uh, yeah. veggie boxes, all sorts of things. Hashtag um, institutional change. Yeah. Hashtag, yeah, like infrastructure. Sure. Like it's so. So it's like, if, but if it's you having to make all the decisions yourself on a daily basis, like, and how much effort are you going to go? Well, sorry, when it is me having to make the decisions <laughs> on a daily basis, and how much additional effort those decisions might m translate into in terms of time and travel and all sorts then it's a different it's a bit harder to be it's like sometimes the way sometimes practicing what we preach means going away from the familiar and actually trying to figure out a new way of doing something which is much harder than just doing the thing the way we've always yeah. done it so yeah. like i think there's a lot to talk about here um yes. so let's go going on my itch let me think of a nice story i know what i've done i have created a space in my house where i can my wash my washing machine my sewing machine out Ooh. and i am going to make my child a twirly skirt mm. out of some material i've got left over some old beach <laughs> stuff that you got off Actually, the beach no. <laughs> yeah something <laughs> i found whilst beach combing no, look, it's this rather fetching swan seaweed. type That's lovely seaweed you're showing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a nice fabric. Um, so we also watched a YouTube video, she and I, yesterday on how to... Um, oh, no, I've just realised that it might end up... All the swans might be upside down. Anyway, <laughs> that's not here or there. <laughs> so, um, so yes, uh, I'm, I'm having, a, I'm lining myself up for making more things. And mm. there's one other thing I did. I boasted about the about how the fact that our 
we've got this insulation on the outside of our house and we've got these efficient yeah. ceiling fans and we try and control the climate in the house without using aircon. We don't have aircon. But the office gets very warm. So yeah. I'm now creating a green canopy outside the office to make sure s- sun does not shine on it. And I put all the wires up uh, this week, so I'm very excited to see that develop. And already my creepy crawlies are crawling all over that. So mm, I need a cr- green canopy in front of this window. It's very, it gets very hot in here. Um, I might go to Sharon's going to the knitting and stitching show tomorrow, and I might just go to. Just don't know why. Just go to a knitting and stitching show. I mean, I, I'm not very. Now I can ca- start mansplaining fabrics to you with a lot more confidence. <laughs> I am. Um, I know how to knit, but I hardly ever finish anything. No. I, 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 I look at it and I go, yeah, yeah, look, I wonder if I could do that. And I work out how to do it and then I'm utterly uninterested in finishing it. Well, that ties into that ties into the, the next thing on my list of things to talk about, which, um, you know, I've been um, like this project on Instagram I'm doing is really like I put all this work into learning how to do something and then... I want to actually make things with that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm going to knit a scarf. But it's like there's a there's that you learn how to knit, but then <laughs> the actual process of now just doing that process. Over it's, it's a different pretty... mindset. Um, yeah. But I tell you, but then what I was going to say about that was what I'm realising, like I feel guilty that I'm not just like making stuff with these things. But the problem is like, when you spend a significant amount of time trying to get something to work and then finally getting it to work, but it's all like barely works. <laughs> and then you're scared to touch it again <laughs> because like it's just going to break again and you're just going to, you don't feel safe to kind of come back to it. And I think that's probably a, 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 a factor in my, uh, in my sort of historical reluctance to go back to these complicated products. And it, I mean, if, yeah. I'm wondering how Wintergatan, who is the, making his marble machine on YouTube, is fun to watch, kind of nerdy maker stuff. But um, I feel like it's been like two and a half years building this machine and it's to kind of switch into the mindset of actually making music on it. I think he's going to struggle. <laughs> like so many details to get right. And because the problem is you're scared to go in and just try and be creative because you're worried you're going to get kicked back into that troubleshooting problem solving yeah, mode yeah, all yeah, again yeah, like yeah. if you're knitting needle, needles might change shape at random I, is I kind don't of the, I don't think that whilst I I recognize the, the story yeah. I don't think in the instance of knitting knitting's a well-established practice I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so it's, it's like in your oh, case, it's just laziness. working it out for right? yourself. Exactly. It's just, no, <laughs> no follow through. <laughs> it's like, yeah. do I want to sit here knitting or should yeah. I just watch telly? I think I'll watch telly. I'm just basically um, saying I'm not being lazy, though. It's not. I'm not. The no, one you're, that, not I'm, being, I'm you're not being, being lazy. I am. Def- um, also, my laziness is defensible. <laughs> also, if I, if I knit whilst we're watching telly, Nick will go, can you stop making that noise, please? <laughs> oh, can't you just do it on his other side? On his bad ear. Yeah, but then I can't talk to him. But maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> it's a sort of like intercom system. Might help if we tell people that Nick's deaf in one ear. No, I've got it. So. I've got a perfect solution. You, um, He gets an Apple Watch, which he wears on his right hand. You sit on his left. Do your knitting. When you need to talk to him, use the new walkie-talkie app. <laughs> hey, Nick. The walkie-talkie perfectly... app is rubbish, by the way. I've never tried it. I don't know. I just saw oh, that it have. existed. It's not I very thought. good. Well, you can just like switch sides based on the, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, I think I'm glad. I think we've solved that problem. <laughs> That's that great. Marital issue you're experiencing. <laughs> Michael, how are you? I mean, that's. I was, I'll tell you about what's happened this week. Is Sharon's bought a weighted blanket? A weighted and, um, blanket. So a weighted blanket is a blanket that's got like heavy stuff in it to kind of like pull it down. So it's like six kilos or something. This or is it more? Like right. so, it's a blanket, but it like really kind of like comes down to you. Which I <laughs> so you get think, trapped on the bed. Well, I actually think, like, in theory, I like the idea, but I don't feel like I've had a good night's sleep all week because I, I, I have, like, dreams about being confined. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, she'll be there and, like, I, I'll, I'll sort of... I can't get to her because there's, like, an elephant in the middle of the bed that I've got to, like, fight. <laughs> and just getting out of bed is just, like... The other night, like, the second night, it had kind of, like, gone off me. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go on towards the edge of the bed away from the, the, the bloody everything but i'd like i honestly she keeps going well i could just use it on my i was like no i i'm behind this as an idea this weighted blanket and it wasn't cheap and she's like worried that i don't like it i'm like look i really think it's a good idea in principle but i'm just i'm having a lot of teething problems with it getting, <laughs> getting the hang of it so oh, i don't know a... jury's out i i, I mean I'll, I, i've got sleep data so i'll share that on the website <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if it improves but i don't know there's something about it that i'm just struggling with it's so heavy like it's like oh i just want to turn over but <laughs> it's a project so that's that. oh, we went mushroom we went mushroom oh, yeah, hunting went as well oh, yeah. the other week but i'm not sure <laughs> i i think i we started, like, the guy, we had to meet in the back of the pub and the guy sort of, like, had a box with some example mushrooms. He had a good old, you know, the red one with the things. It was like, oh. And then the way he was talking, I started thinking, like, oh, God, I didn't bring a bag. Like, I mean, I've got one bag, but it sounds like we're going to end up, with, like, with a box. He was talking about how much you're allowed to pick and all this stuff and all the, the rules and the, you know, you can pick this. And it was like, oh, God, yeah, I'm going to be able to cook dinner with all the mushrooms I'm going to find. <laughs> it's going to be brilliant. And then we go out and there's just, like, the first no. one... I reckon he was in his freezer and he just, like, gets it out for these, these days and chucks it on the ground under this tree and goes, yeah, and here is a chicken of the woods that looks a bit sketchy. <laughs> looks like it's been used a few times. <laughs> Very conveniently just there. Oh, you found that, did you? Just on the... All right, I see. And then we sort of go around this, like, car park, more or less. We go around this, like, sports field. See so a few little mushrooms. It's like, well... I, I, I was the first one to actually spot one, and, and it was like a little brown one in the thing. It was like, oh, these are called little browns, and they're these are basically pointless. <laughs> like, you could maybe eat them, but they're so small and pathetic that why would you bother? So I'm like, all right, geez. And then, you know, we kind of find a couple of other, but it's, it's all rather, there's not much out there, and it just feels like, like we, I felt like I was foraging more when we were getting from the train station to the pub because it was like it was Banstead and we had to go up this weird like back alley and things. Then when we actually came to it, it was like we were just walking around the the car park of this pub more or less, and it was like, well, oh, this is quite a letdown. So um, and it wasn't cheap, but I think I ne the next step is I think we learned a lot. I feel like I know which mushrooms I could like. There's a family of mushrooms that um, are generally going to be safe to pick and eat that are reasonably substantial. So I feel like if I saw some of those, I could pick and eat those. But we didn't see anything. So 
<laughs> so you don't know. Waste. And he kept like really going on about like foliage for too long. This is tree is blah 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 blah. This tree blah 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 blah. This little herb thing that grows in the ground. Like I'm not here for trees. I'm not here for <laughs> elderberries. I'm here for mushrooms. I am interested in mushrooms. We want mushrooms. Stop wasting time. Um, so yeah, mushroom thing. Uh, so it feels felt a bit scammy to me, but. Then I wanted to pick, be in a forest surrounded by bloody mush. I had a dream last night. I was found a huge patch of multicolored mushrooms, and it was very exciting. Unfortunately, you were trapped under a blanket. to the thing let's get into the thing <laughs> practicing what we preach since i just talked for ages have you got anything you want to start with on this um uh, i've been thinking about this quite a lot recently one way or the other um even though any you recent were... hypocrisies to report um <laughs> recent hypocrisies no, no, go, 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 go. Say what you mean. Uh, yeah, I had to put some tins in the bin because I can't bloody work out where to recycle tins around here. It's like, I think you have to go to the supermarket and leave them in the inside the supermarket. It's right. too much. Anyway, so that's a recent hypocrisy. Um, I haven't bought anything. Oh, I tell you, a rat, uh, an, an hypocrisy, Mm-mm. a hypocrisy that was inflicted upon me this week. Yeah. Um, is that is a product that I shall not name for the purposes of this conversation. Uh, a very again, we bought well, and yeah. outside of the warranty period, it developed a fault. But mm. I emailed them just to ask them how to fix it, yeah. and they said they emailed me back saying we will replace it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's brilliant. That's great. Um, but they said now you need to send us a picture of the 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 original item that you have cut up to show that you won't be using it anymore and i was like <laughs> what company was this was a, yeah, it's a what sort of company it's a it, it's an inflatable paddleboard and it's really wonderful we use ours a lot but the one that we have and i'm very i i cannot you know i did not expect it to be replaced i didn't you know i was like this is great customer service but you want me to destroy a thing that is still functional as a play in the sea inflatable, even though mm. it doesn't work particularly as a paddleboard. You know, the dog can still jump off it. The child can still jump off it. But I've had to, and I, I went back and forth, back and forth, phoned, emailed, sent them links to my online profiles. I'm like, this is who I am. I'm not going to like do anything i even offered them a brand like a brand name for like a retired version of their thing right. i was like and they were just like no you have to cut it I'm like, and so and i 
I can honestly say it's taken me about eight weeks to come to terms with put it killing this thing that is just now and now we've got to work out what we're gonna we've got to do something with the with the plastic because I can't I cannot just put it in landfill but then I suspect like in our previous episode when we talked about pencil cases mm. <laughs> you know cluttering up your house Swimming I suspect there'll be a forever. rolled up dead <laughs> inflatable paddleboard in my loft for the rest of eternity it's like oh, uh, no we can't put it I even offered to post it back to them I was like yeah. I'll send it to you you put it in the bin so well, that's on the one, a bummer yeah it's a weird bummer because how could you possibly be rude about a brand that is replacing a product outside of warranty because it's mm. not right that is a great thing but you know that's not that's not what we're doing these days we're not just creating chunks of plastic that were yeah. actually still inflatable and yeah. you could say anyway so that was a i see i see that as a shared hypocrisy between me and the organization <laughs> um <laughs> i i find you know um but then there's things like you talk about practicing what you preach so we are basically vegetarian unless we have people visiting who we can't be bothered to argue with about <laughs> vegetarianism. Go, okay, yeah, well, so, yeah, sure, sure, we'll just do sausages. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, a, um, I, I can't be bothered. Do um, you know that, that I, 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 this is, I, I, I have never made myself laugh as much as I did the other day in Sainsbury's where we were in, uh, like Sharon was off on one side and I just went to the meat aisle and just filled up my basket with meat <laughs> and then just wanted to like casually just stand there like doing the shopping with just a basket absolutely full to the brim with meat. And I I could not keep a straight face for, I couldn't even get, I couldn't even get my face straight enough to actually find her and stand because <laughs> I found this so ridiculously funny the idea of buying all this meat there's no point to that you just reminded me of it was there more to your story there? not really let me tell you tell me about your hypocrisies Michael the thing that, well the thing that just so my latest YouTube video was yeah. about how this sort of live rig music electronic thing works so Vanka starts yawning immediately <laughs> that's why I put a monkey in the video explaining it to try and keep people in for a couple more minutes um but um as uh, to, to um as something at the end of that I I, I um did a sort of little mock-up of a thing that I want to make as a product maybe and I've been talking a lot to the other guy in the studio like a year if you want to know if you care about this sort of thing it's a euro rack live visuals driver thing that you put your phone in and it it projects visuals from based on signals that come from the music stuff controlling the music um but we were actually like talking seriously about um I was like, I've got to set up a Kickstarter for this. And then one of the things is like, how much money do you want to raise? It's like, okay, well, how much work is this? And I start like, we start having this brainstorm. About, okay, how much, right, how much time, right, the app's probably going to take X amount of time, so I need to double what I think that's going to take. And then and then, and we're talking about the production, the hardware stuff, and immediately it goes, to, well, you can get the PCBs printed in, blah, blah. And, and it was just going that, and I was like, wait, stop. Values. I need to do this I, if I'm going to make a piece of hardware I want to go the Fairphone way I want to Fairphone it at least on some level I want to have some sort of repairability, generic components blah 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 but it's um, 
It's hard because it's going to be more. It's going to be more expensive. So then it's, it needs to be the brand. The brand needs to be that it costs more because it is repairable or whatever, or it's made yeah, from yeah, generic yeah. components that you can repurpose or expand or do all these different things with it. Um, but then just the thing about that as well. I did originally make the prototype of this. Is the spinning? Well, this is a different thing. But the spinning mechanical thing that spins the biscuit around, like the original version of that, I did like. I was like, right, I'm just going to make this out of a like a breadboard and like you put in a generic thing and you can like yeah maybe would sell them like this so that you could um like rewire it yeah. a little bit and kind of like you know make it the suit you but then the problem was that the thing was just basically it was sh- it, because it's quite hot and it moves a lot <laughs> it's going to just shake itself apart yeah yeah um so it does need to be proper soldered and probably does need so I'd had to redo the whole circuit board for it and like it's even just in terms of R&D, just being able to do this, I would have to find some optimum balance of like landfill circuit boards that will probably, you know, that are cheaper to manufacture. But trouble is a lot of the time, the stuff that is less reusable is also better, like works better. It's smaller, it's more compact, like solid state stuff just soldered straight on there and a custom thing is probably going to work better than something where the chips can fall out. Yeah, and I mean, so yeah, yeah. this is what kind of drove me to this. It's like, no, I need this is <laughs> crunch point. This is the time at which I am asked. I've been talking a lot about this and thinking a lot about this. Am I actually going to do it or not or what? And then having to immediately having the voice of the opposing thing going, wait, wait, other Michael, wait, stop. <laughs> like it's a, it's a hard thing to kind of put the brakes on the kind of here's how things are usually done, yeah. which really? is hard. I think it is. So I think about this a little bit in the context of Restaurants Brighton, because at the moment um, it's so Restaurants Brighton is a uh, a website that is designed and operates. It's, it's not just a website. It's, it's a service to restaurateurs in Brighton. Mm. So it has a website. It has, uh, you know, food photography. It has social media. It has all these things that are all about getting people excited about promoting the food scene in Brighton. That's what it does. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of, and then I sit there thinking like, you know, we've got, um, I'm looking at the search engine optimization at the moment because, mm-hmm. you know, we need traffic to the website. That's how we, we, we deliver our worth. And then I've got to compete for words like looking for things like how many people are searching for steak restaurants in Brighton mm. and how, what do I do about... And I obviously am putting as much effort into steak restaurants as vegan and vegetarian. That's that's my. Well, I've got no, you know, I, I need yeah. a a business, a sustainable business. Right. Um, yeah. So so because it's it's really sustaining for me at the moment. I wouldn't have time to do this podcast. I wouldn't have time to do the other bits and pieces I'm doing for for free if I didn't have this stream mm. of restaurants Brighton income. But it's like, at what point do we sort of go? And and will there ever be a point where we go, I'm sorry, but we can't promote your product, it flies too far? And I think that's an interesting question. And I think at the moment it's coming close that time that moment is coming a bit closer where you have to sort of choose yeah. and go with this sort of business. So I mean the things I've done recently, which isn't on you know, is uh I've started a restaurant Brighton Forest and hooked up with with a website that you know based on your traffic tells you how many trees you need to plant and Mm. all this kind of thing to offset and i've you know i've done all that kind of like actively seeking things that that um balance out uh 
Well, the, I mean, they did have, I did give, the, there is this like little badge you can put on your website and they did, but then when you clicked on it to start with, it told you how much traffic there was on the website. And I was like, no, <laughs> we can't like, it's day two of me installing this widget. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I don't want to transmit to the world like this number like that's that's up to us to know like if we have a bad traffic day or a good traffic day like the whole business is based on traffic to the website so if you've got like you know somebody's curious about how many trees we're planting and then you know we have to use google pay-per-click because we need to drive traffic to the you know like it's our job to promote you know, Christmas parties in Brighton, um, Valentine's nights out, uh, all these kind of things. And it, and where as a very small business, because that's what we, that's what it is. What I have done is taken some of our pay-per-click budget and put it onto Bing and ticked the, I want to make sure this goes to Ecosia as mm. a, as a, as a partner. So there's small things I can do. I mean, I wish that we were wealthy enough to go, right, we're only promoting this kind of food. We're going to be only this sort of, but and I have bothered to ask the hosting company a year or so ago. I was like, what, you know, what's your, um, energy supply for your servers? <laughs> I was yeah. like, what, what electricity do you use to power yeah. your computers? <laughs> and they, and they are fully signed up to all the Google stuff. So, you know, technically it's, it's low impact, but it's, it's hard when it comes to like your business. It's not just like, do I cycle 20 minutes down the road to buy 10 eggs from a local farm or do I get them from the local shop? This is like now how much, how, where do principles meet maintaining a business or having a business in the first place? Yeah, then there needs to be that sort of secondary benefit to it, which is either that it actually helps you save energy and yeah, yeah, spend yeah, less yeah, money, yeah. or that it helps you have a brand where you people come yeah. to you because you are doing these things. Yeah, but yeah. like, it doesn't. Yeah, it's always there's it's always kind of more work, isn't it, to actually do it? So it's, it's yeah, a project. And you- and you don't know how many of your customers or how much of your market is actually principled enough to yeah. to follow through. I don't know. I mean, I know, for example, like with the, with the, with a place like Brighton, where so much of its economy is based around tourism and people eating out and drinking. Like, I'm very happy that we are uh, helping and working with our local community and supporting local businesses and all that element of it, that sort of community societal bit. I'm cool. I'm I'm happy with that. But I think there's like um I think it's much harder to be principled when you need to pay the bills. This is what's so poisonous about the sort of Trumpist politicization of climate change and things like that, because now at least it was like a safe thing for any business to say they were doing, like saying, yeah, oh, we're yeah, doing, yeah, we're yeah. green, blow it. Like there was always kind of a, a good thing for people to say they were doing, but then the politicization of it then means that suddenly you're worried about some people not liking yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. sort of oh, thing. Look and at it's, them. Yeah. Just absolute poison, isn't it? Like, it um, is, yeah. And uh, but I think like fair phoning your music device. I mean, I think is uh, I think there must be more solutions for s- sort of some sort of low impact sustainable PCB now. 
Yeah, probably. Um, we're, we're actually we're going to buy a um, we're we're looking at um, a CNC cut like a desktop CNC cutter. So we'll probably do some manufacturing here and maybe we we'll do our circuit boards here. But I don't know if that, that's because there's the like the local production versus shipping from somewhere far away. But yeah, there's a lot of questions to ask, and it's but it was like it was like I didn't want to just kind of go. I didn't want to estimate the Kickstarter goal based on the normal way. I yeah. wanted to actually spend some time thinking about like what is uh, like a sustainable way of doing something like this, if it's even possible. Um, but, yeah. And I will say like, so I will say in terms of practicing what I uh, preach, the other thing, like I've got a guy in to help me on my other app, my Make a Change Happiness app. Um, and I did say like up front, look, I, I, I want to do, I don't know, know exactly how this works, but I, I'm committed to this 50% whatever like we share the profits equally thing which like again like when it, you're faced with it you're like yeah but no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah actually yeah. though yeah, 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 yeah. like and it's a similar and but then i there's i've talked to someone else about it it's like I, I mean i still we still kind of bill for the hours we put in first so that like and to be honest like a lot of these things aren't going to be it's, it's going to be a long way to get anywhere into the actual profit profit so i should as long as i like get paid for my time and then everything else is gravy right so we split the gravy so i guess yeah, yeah. that's okay but I'm, I'm i'm saying it i've said it like so now i've got to stick to it and it's like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. but really <laughs> well, it was my idea and i did all the hard work and yeah exactly yeah. um but yeah. then i think that's really there's the motorbike that so but and there's that but then like um so that's like easy to that's that's fine i can say that and then figure that out later but you know i've i've also looked into i've also thought like maybe i'm not maybe i'm a not for, for, for profit maybe i'd like to do things just not for profit cuz i'm happy just to, it's not i'm not worried about making i do want a million pounds don't get me wrong part of me if, does if want a million, got pounds. a million pounds they can send it to michael right. he'll, he'll part of me does want that but the other part of me feels like, you know, I would be happy just feeling like my existence was sustainable. And with, you know, a slow, like, I like a bit of status if possible. You know, I'm not an alien. Like, I want to sort of feel like I've got nice things to some extent. But um, this thing is just like... We went, we went, you remind me, we went on this... Can you hear that? Yeah. We went on this... Uh, 12k walk last weekend with yeah. the with the four-year-old and that takes time because you have to play and be a train anyway at one point she was teaching me how to talk like an alien but she was going yeah. aliens talk like this and then we had to have a conversation in in alien yeah. I mean, which in mostly involved going <laughs> so by using intonation we were having a conversation <laughs> but yes and that's aliens, the rest so. of this podcast will be done in alien <laughs> But you have to anyway. So yeah. it's quite. When no, you said a, I'm not an alien, it reminded no, me. Blanked on my alien talk there. Well, <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not for profit things. So, so I go to my. So I'm like, well, maybe I can run this in a different way and like run this business because I, you know, I go, I, I set up the company, the, the default thing, find an accountant, do a limited company, and but then I sort of like, I, I sort of got around to writing the email saying like. If I wanted to set this up as like a not-for-profit or do something like that, and they they're sort of respond, they were just like, oh, we don't know how to do that sort of thing. Like yeah, we, yeah, we sort yeah, of do yeah. like these tech companies, and then it turns into then the prospect of being able to sort of think about it even means okay, well, I've been using this same accountants, the same accountants since 2011, and the same platform. It's got all my stuff in it. I've got this bank account that's doing this. I've got a like just the the prospect of migrating is just. It's like, oh, God, it's such a 
I don't, it's so much work that I don't, and I don't even know yeah. if it's right because maybe I do want if something takes off to be rich. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. maybe the fact that I spend all my stuff on stuff to make more stuff means that I would be it would all kind of go back in anyway and it should be a not-for-profit and I can support more people and that's what I really want to do is like help more people to kind of do this um but you know like but it was just like oh god oh that just sounds too hard and I've I've just now forgotten about it for six months I I think yeah I think it's uh, uh that particular you know that system change business it's like accountants are geared up for helping you be tax efficient. Yeah. That's so kind that's of the, the whole next subject, yeah. model is um, you know, we'll save you the money that we cost you type thing. That's what they're yeah. there. So when you come in from the left field with a question, like I went um uh I went to visit the meet an accountant and uh like he knew who I was. Well, he knew my name, he knew what I did. He could have check me out you know like a new client I was coming to talk about two businesses blah 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 and then in front of me he he made some joke about oh, loose labor won't get in and we'll have to pay 90 percent tax <laughs> I was like <laughs> mate <laughs> so, yeah. um, who uh who do you think I am <laughs> like what? it's like you know I'm not gonna and then uh, it's, but it's just sort of like this mindset of being the money counter yeah I wouldn't mind finding a sort of I don't know, for lack of a better word, a socialist accountant who yeah. kind of helps you balance out. Of course, I mean, I also don't want to pay more tax than I'm well, this due is to the pay. Thing. And there's water flows the way it, you know, <laughs> finds the path of least resistance. And it's just with tax and things like that, it's so hard to to consciously make yeah, a decision like, to have less money. It's like, oh, but then I would have... Less money. money. Yeah, I have a bigger bill. And my ideas are so brilliant that I should have enough money in order to pursue them. Society needs me. Society needs (laughs) me. (laughs) Needs me. My creative juices flowing free. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I think it's a it's a tricky one. The money, the money and tax one. Um, not that I remember when I uh, first started freelancing this time round, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll be a sole trader because then it's yeah. very hard to avoid. Like you know, then you really are paying a ta- tax on the money you take home, yeah. and that's it. But yeah. you can't then do any contracting work because everyone wants you to oh. be a limited company and yeah. have like insurance that covers. So you can't actually. I couldn't do any government contracts as a sole mm. trader. So I thought, oh, okay, fair enough then. There you go. I, 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 I will tried. say, like, I will say, I will say, a few years ago, when my the accountant, you know, when they were, when the guy was talking about and saving tax, I was like, well, yeah, I don't. It's not the be all and end all to pay less tax, I don't think. But it was just like it, it clearly fell on. <laughs> I was, I, I would have had to really, really, somehow. He would have had to, yeah, change his worldview too significantly to really take that idea into account. Yeah, 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 yeah. No pun intended.
I suppose, on paper, I'm a big cheerleader for humanity and human nature and the ultimate goodness of people. Like, cooperation is in our DNA and it's it really is, like, the default, I think. I think we, we, we crave together. We crave being part of something and friends and people, having other people around us. But it's hard to reconcile that with how generally isolated I tend to keep myself from too many people. Because I just, I find it, it's one of the, I, I just find it a bit exhausting, I think. I just, if it doesn't take a lot, a lot of disagreement with someone for me to either not be bothered with them or, I don't know, I find it hard to follow through on that, that value in real life. Well, I was thinking about this in the context of like opinions and judgment and persuading people. Because I, yeah. I was thinking about it as um, I was on a, on a different run another day. <laughs> I was thinking about David and Ed Miliband. And if only mm. they'd have sorted out their sibling ri- rivalry in yeah. private, like everybody else has to, <laughs> instead of in public, mm. we could be in a very different place politically right now. But um, and then I was thinking about my siblings and the way that we we are my family, my my immediate family. We have we are allowed to have strong opinions about everything yeah. at each other. Well, why are you doing that? It's ridiculous. If you don't agree with me, I'll give you a dead leg type, you know, mm. resolving of, of issues that you just can't. You can't do with everybody else and you'd not you don't you're not. um so, so in many ways, it's much easier to be superficially friendly and open with lots of people than it is yeah. to truly be a friend. Yeah. But I don't know how many truly deep friendships and relationships one can have. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, true. Like, it's hard to... You know, if you, yeah. it's, it's like um, if you're... If you're... You know, like, there's no need to be rude to people. And this is where I struggle, because I... I um I I do I like people and I think that's one of the things I I think I didn't say when we spoke about leadership it helps yeah. when you lead people if you like people I think <laughs> and I like people so I I you know I will never deliberately do anything that will screw somebody over yeah. but but I think but just because I like them and I want them to do well doesn't mean I want them in in my house <sighs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like uh, there's, there's the, 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 you know, I can't be truly friends with everybody that I like. Mm-hmm. I think I mostly, in with, the, with regards to humans, practice what I preach in terms of trying to be kind. I listened to this podcast the other day by that guy off the telly that does he's the doctor and he goes in someone's house and they've got a problem and then he examines their whole life i can't remember his name i and i've only listened to one episode but it was about parenting there was this interview with a um psychoanalyst woman who talked about the fact that you know it's not just in relationships with your children but with everybody if you can be really honest and she was she she used the example of when she takes when she took her child to the park when the child was little when she wanted to go home when her mother wanted to go home she said come on darling we've got to go home now and we've got something else to do but when she wanted her kid to go home she'd go look 
I know you're having a nice time, but we've been here for half an hour and I find this really boring. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> and so that sort of... I think yeah. the bit where I am least principled is this thing where I don't want... Whilst I want to persuade people of or introduce people to the things that I'm doing, I also want to be liked. <laughs> yes. So... If you take the Greta Thunberg example, um, and I, again, I was listening to our podcast, the, the, the drafts, and I was thinking about, like, what is it about her? Why do people hate her so much? It's like, I think a lot of it is jealousy. Mm. I, I, as a 13-year-old in school, remember being in this, like, I don't know, youth community meeting and crying and explaining to people why it was really bad that rubbish was everywhere and we needed to do a clean up and all these things but I did nothing about that because I wanted them to like me mm. I didn't want to be like the the you know an outcast uh, I wanted to be part of the school part of the community so I didn't go off on my own and do some weird thing I just stayed friendly and mm. it's the same now in this world where you know i genuinely um in in fear of the future but when i'm having a conversation with some of the you know the mums that i'm in this new community or any community it's not even this one same in brighton you can't have every conversation with somebody going yeah we don't do that because climate change <laughs> or no I'm afraid um could you you know well like even writing my daughter's party invitations I wrote please don't feel obliged to bring a present mm. unless you already have something or you've got something you're getting rid of or whatever but I didn't say don't bring her presents and she still ended up with a load of shit that you know like mm. you, do you know what I mean it's like it's hard to be full-on principled and still fit into society Yes, it's, it's, it doesn't take much to hurt someone's feelings and no. make or make someone feel like judged or someone feel like they made a mistake. Like I just remember, like uh, the Christmas present conversation, and I said, like, yeah, like, I just, I just wasn't even thinking about it, but sort of said, yeah, and I'd just quite like to stay away from like landfill stuff, certainly. And then like my, you know, my stepsister pipes up and goes, oh yeah, sorry, I, I just kind of bought everyone loads of landfill stuff last year. And I was like, yeah, so no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like that's not. I wasn't trying to kind of imply that, that yeah, I'd yeah, sort yeah, of forgotten yeah. but yeah no I do remember kind of going uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I really yeah. remember thinking god I really should have said something like instead of just like forgetting you know never getting around to saying something before it happened um but like this year but yeah it's it's, it's you want to you I don't like that feeling of worrying that someone doesn't want to talk to me anymore and doesn't like me anymore and I don't know what I said or I suspect yeah. that maybe I shouldn't have said this or, but especially if you if they're not talking to you so you don't know which thing it is that you said that you would like a chance to qualify in a kinder way like yeah, it's yeah. you are like it's 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 um it's a tightrope it is a tightrope you know on the subject if in waste conversation we're talking about like health versus waste or whatever in this one yeah. it's like you know you you're living by your principles may involve may involve a degree of society you know or social exclusion <laughs> that isn't always you know uh even like my youtube video like that comment i got the other week from you know my i don't like laptops this is why and then just got this comment from some poor guy who was like well, i put loads of work into this and you're making me feel like that's not valid or something i'm like no i don't i 
no, don't not like me, though. I'm not being horrible to you, even though you're doing the thing that I've said. Is I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to... You want to... Yeah, you want to... You don't... Like, it's, it's hard to... You don't want to sacrifice connection for... You just want everyone to change. You just want everyone to understand. I just want to yeah, change yeah. people to understand so that we're all on the same page. We can all still be friends. But, yeah. like, when you're the one... You know, what if... When you're the, the one that doesn't hold to the commonly held conception then it's I, I there's probably no way of moving the the school of fish back i'm thinking of that poster in fargo season one i think it is it's like what if you're right and everyone else is wrong like there's a fish swimming in the opposite direction if you're that fish and like you're not friends with all those other fish so no. you're sort of sacrificing something for your values like is there any i suppose yeah this can this can be a you feel like you're sacrificing something whether it's profits, whether it's yeah. friendship, whether it's yeah, yeah. to kind of like practice what you preach. It's as much as like eco-friendly, you know, there, there are profits to be made by doing stuff in a sustainable way. There's, you know, there's different types of rewards for doing that. And actually, probably if people could work out the details of it, it would be just as profitable as, as any other way. But there's a sacrifice, I guess, just even trying to do something innovative that is sustainable you're sacrificing a lot of your own time into something that isn't directly going to benefit you, even if it does kind of benefit the industry in the future, as now that this knowledge exists. But, um, sorry, is anyone going to know what I'm saying there? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like sacrifice versus... You have to... You probably have to sacrifice something. Yeah, I think... I was just yeah. thinking of a counterexample to do you always have to sacrifice something? Well, I think if, you, if, you, if you're going to be choosing choosy about work you have to turn down work possibly sacrifice mm. you know you're like, i'm not going to work for that sort of a company i'm not yeah. going to do like for the people who work for shell and work for bp you know yeah. can they afford to not um you know to not work for them but 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 i don't think that thing is necessarily of value like if i if i'm talking about sort of persuading people to change the way that they live or, or acknowledging or, or joining our, joining me, joining us in putting pressure on uh, politicians. If if I'm going to be all friendly and pussyfoot around it, um, I'm basically sacrificing my child's future <laughs> just for for you know an immediate like. Uh, I mean, it's a bit heavy. <laughs> well, but politician. In, there's the the sort of the traditional politician is the person that tries to kind of like pander to everyone and yeah. sort of doesn't really say anything. So like your your normal uh, professional politician is just like an empty plump husk, right? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like ever say anything that anyone could take offence to. So I like that now we've got AOCs in like getting through who are tremendously vocal about things like Bernie Sanders I I hope that it's the heyday of the person I would like I don't know yeah I mean Trump is polarizing and value driven I suppose as much oh no he's not though he'll just say anything I don't know is he his values are racism and like, I don't know that they are. That it's the thing. same with like Boris. I think Boris is, is whatever the latest latest thing is that will get him likes. Yeah, no, no, Boris is the absolute you know epitome of no values and all just like I, I'm going to do what works. Yeah, but I think that um, uh, and I yeah. and I do feel sad that Corbyn, who seemed so value, I was like, oh, someone with values yeah. in politics. Oh, brilliant. And that, that that seems to have just completely been 
stomped on. I don't, as far as I can tell. I don't even I haven't even know, watched yeah. him talk for so long. Like, I just... I don't really know what's happening. I don't understand. <laughs> You're not electable. You need to be electable. Your music needs to be listenable. Your food needs to be eatable. Like, what's it? You know, there's all these words for, like... It's just got to be a bit... Uh, it's got to work for everyone, so it can't be too... It can't stick out too much. It can't be too interesting. It can't be mm. too values. It can't be too specific like yeah yeah i don't know i think yeah i think it's uh i think it's easier if you define who you want to be liked by mm. do you know you know like the everybody thing just doesn't doesn't really cut the mustard i don't think yeah i don't know it's just a little whinge about like um practicing what i preach like i i it's funny i i, I i'm like am i a f***ing musician or what like <laughs> When did I, I talk about live music? I talk about playing live. And when did I last play? Like months ago. And that was months and months before I played then. I was like, how can I, I, I cringe if anyone calls me a musician. Why? Like, I just, it gets, it makes me like flinch because uh, like I feel so guilty about how much I am not acting that way. But it's like, I don't know. Like I can't, you can't just, I don't know. I think that I think <laughs> I think that's you're being you know there's too you're being too rigid in your definitions. I don't know. No, but I mean, which in I, a conversation about principles that, and values is quite an interesting yeah, thing to but, say. But, but my, you know, my values are not. I'm not. I'm not following through on my on my artistic value. I'm finding something that I can do that feels relatively safe, safe and sustainable and interesting to me. But am I going and putting myself out there in the way that the this fucking core of my identity is is sort of i don't know how, I, I i i that's that's one that just really gets me down like i i just feel like such a hypocrite saying like saying that i am uh, any sort of thing I, i'm i don't know but, or i feel i don't know i think we all have this all the time and this is the therapy bit but it's like i was okay i was literally uh i was literally thinking about this the other day how last summer when we were here and I just worked on restaurants Brighton I was really I couldn't cope with it I didn't like it I was like I I am a digital consultant who's the researcher designer who has spent 20 plus years developing my career I can't what what why I'm not you know I really struggled with who a webmaster I am not going to sit here <laughs> fixing bugs on a website and looking at SEO reports. Who do you think I am? Um, yeah. And I really, really, I, no exaggeration, I struggled with it. And, and still, I, but, and this year I just feel like it is, there's a, there's a balance and I'm not necessarily never going to go back to that other thing. But right now, this is what, this is, and what is wrong with just quote unquotes, running a website and you know mm. hanging having more time for my child and whatever for this period of time I'm still staying mm. current I think it may, when I do have conversations like when you make little scraps of music that go on your Instagram or, yeah. or on your YouTube and my daughter sits there listening to it and bopping it's like you are a musician you're just not mm. being a compared to people that don't do any of it you <laughs> don't make any music yeah, but I'm definitely a musician but so many people uh, yeah. don't have the skills to make music yeah, 
And like, so no, I, I think know. it's a whole. So you think like sometimes it's not you don't actually have to do it all the time no, to still I, be it. No, I, I don't know. And I don't think mm. it's like a. I, I think I do think there are cycles and waves in life, and different things mm. come up at different times. And I think you know there's 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 nothing. Um, and we keep the skills and we keep the things that we that are part of us. We value, yeah. And that's you know, and they but they don't always get full emphasis. Expression. They don't. That's it. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. Uh, I, but, but I, I am actually enjoying my little thing at the moment, so it's oh, good. Yeah, I All think those, so. I think it's fun, and I think I think by you not being your definition of a musician, you're making more engaging content. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of it boils down to not taking yourself, oneself, too seriously. I worry about is making excuses not to follow through on those values not to, like just finding a way talking myself talking around telling myself a story that like relieves me of responsibility for for actually like practicing what I preach um that that which I think probably a lot of those people in those boardrooms have got very good at telling themselves a story that lets them off the hook for the atrocities they're committing yeah yeah um, and I don't want to become that. So I'm policing. You have to, you sort of, I police myself quite a lot when I'm sort of looking at my values and looking at my behavior. I think, I think, I don't know. Like sometimes you just kind of get sucked into it. But no, that's why I found it so hard to just work for some straight up growth company. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though everything was nice about it, kind of pretty much. But like just the fact that it was fundamentally that thing that I've been talking a lot about how much of a problem it is. Um, I just, the the police kept like hacking away at my uh, soul and like until I just was like okay fine fine I'll stop you know the, the principal's police yeah I um I've just realised that we've just done a really really drawn out I'm a feminist but <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> but I think yeah. this is the thing about principles <laughs> that I I think is principles and values we're using the things kind of interchangeably and I yeah. and I think. Mm, I don't know that they are, but that's a separate okay. philosophical well. conversation. But I don't know. But so we spoke about the fact that um, uh, I, I I'm sure I've told you this story before. But like um, that's the, my sister and I had this long drawn out conversation over many months while she was doing her philosophy degree about whether or not it was death ever penalty. the death penalty thing and killing people. And then um, on when I was um, 
uh, I was work. I was away with Canonical for work on when Osama bin Laden got assassinated, and yeah. one of the people I was sitting next to was like, "Right, it's best thing ever," and I was like, "No, it's wrong. How can you say that?" And then he was talking about. Then his immediate next leap was to the fact that, well, if somebody attacked you, wouldn't you kill them? And I was like, "Well, I don't think I can still have a principle." That is, it is never okay to kill somebody. But it, if I was under attack, I don't know, I'd defend myself. I don't know what would happen. I don't think I'd be one of those people that didn't def- actively defend. And it's extreme example mm. of principles. Yeah. But you're kind of, you. I think a principle um, defines an intent, a final destination type thing. This is how yeah. I want to be. And then life is sort of working towards that in a way. You're like always striving <laughs> to this sort of yeah, print to be. I, I, and I think... And, there's, and then there's kindness to yourself and there's making mistakes and there's forgiveness. Yeah, and there's, there's all, all these, things these words around that are like... It, that you just try and be this thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. The platonic ideal does not exist. Like real reality is... It's dirtier than that. Yeah, it's wetter. And I, and I think it's just all very messy. But I think we're, there, there is this like deciding. It, it's part of the conversations is even deciding and understanding what you value. And I think that's hard. Yes, and that's hard to and find. I have a and lot, that's I have, adolescence yeah, panic. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of these mentory chats that I have with people are like, well, who who do you want to be? What do you, you know, what sort of a person? What are the bits mm. that you don't want to compromise on? Where or would like to not compromise yeah. on? And I think establishing... It does keep, it does, it does keep happening. My Berlin time made me cement my anti-laptop stance. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like mid-30s, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, you sort of come, come like, to a thing and you're like, yeah, no, I just, I've thought about it <laughs> For now 20 years and I definitely yeah, yeah. I'm don't. I'm just coming yeah, out against. Not, no. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it takes time to understand that and then it takes even longer to try and implement it, you know, to yeah, truly yeah, yeah, be yeah. like, you know, I've, it's just, it's just, just life. <laughs> yeah. And I think Implementation <laughs> is, like, and that immediately I'm looking to my left, it's like, God, this has been a long implementation phase <laughs> for this principle that I've adopted. But yeah, God damn. But it's yeah. like, you know, you kind of get the design and then implementation design, understanding yes. what you're trying yes. to do, implementing it. Uh, brand values. Okay. My brand values, <laughs> prototyping, <laughs> iteration, all comes back to software. People... Every- Everything comes back. Just look at software development. We have just sorted so much stuff out. Understand the world. Processes for so many things. Uh, Yes. There you go. All right, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com with your friends. Subscribe them. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> where, yes, where can people find you on web? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Mm. Mm. Find me at michaelforestmusic.com. Uh, if you're fancy, we've got a Patreon. Blow some, you know, express your values in sponsoring us. Grand, uh, just join the hundreds and thousands of people that already donate. Be part of this party. Uh, what else can people do? People can, um, apart from telling your friends uh, that you listened to this weird podcast the other day and you thought, well, they might enjoy it. Yeah, they have very posh voices, actually. I think they've got very, they're very well spoken. Somebody said I don't that. know what, who's saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like someone that's, 
Oh, they are quite well spoken, though. <laughs> the two of them, they're quite posh sounding. Uh oh, there's a knock on the door. Well, let's just finish. <laughs> Say bye. Bye. Quick, 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 quick. quick. Oh, right, us ratings people... and reviews, please. Ratings and reviews, please. Feed the bots. Feed the bots. Feed the algorithms. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 bye.